Welcome back, everyone, to the After Hours Adventures podcast. I am your eternal dungeon master, Jonathan Eugene Yan. Sober today, for now. Uh, wife is showing up, and my wife is showing up in a bit with Trulies for all of us. Um, hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag willing to be sponsored. Um, please. <laughs> Michelle, you sound too desperate. I need we, money. We will, we will fully drink seltzers and say whatever. Maybe. Um, I am joined again with my players, uh, Kylie Gibson. What is happening? Uh, Michelle on. How you guys doing? And Eric McGill. Sup? Did we all like collectively decide to do deeper voices today? Do I need to do, like retake this? That. Right? Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you guys all like were like. <laughs> hello, hello. I did mine on purpose. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because I was saying sup. Uh. Oh, do I not like? Normally talk here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vocal. Small announcement that my players know partially about, but that uh, they also don't know partially about. Um, this is going to be our last episode that we're recording in person for a long time. I uh, By the time this episode comes out, I will already be there, but uh, my wife and I are moving to Korea for a few years. I'm getting a job, or I've gotten a job out there, and I will be teaching out there. We'll still be recording. We'll just be recording remote, but this will be the last time that we are recording in person for a while unfortunately. With that being said, I have a few gifts actually for my players. Um, I'm giving them the mic setup obviously, but also I'm giving, I need to make sure that these are sorted properly, but I'm giving Kylie, since she's playing Bard, the spell cards that my wife used to use when she played Bard. Um, <laughs> and because Sounded Michelle, very Catholic. Be, <laughs> God damn it! Because Michelle is our longest uh, having played or longest more, most tenured player. Um, I'm giving her the Xanathar's Guide uh, spellbook cards, which are the. Xanathar's Guide spells, which are interesting to say the least, and also this is kind of for everyone to use, but I got some Dungeons & Dragons tiles a while back. Um, those are pre-made tiles. Uh, I, here, I can open it for you if you want. It's I kind of tore it a little bit on accident. You can ignore that though. Um, but basically it's ignore just what? a bunch of like tiles like mats and oh, stuff like it's ooh. an entire thing filled with them um we're not gonna be playing in person for a long time but i thought you guys would enjoy those um whoever oh. wants to kind of hold on to those can um we're like making our own tabletop thing yeah and the oh wait here i'll put it back into the thing it goes into here oh just okay and then of course you guys are getting the dice tray that we normally use because i i like I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be bringing it with me to Korea. Oh yeah, no, it has a lid. Yeah, there you go. You got it, bud. Could've just done this later. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I, I like the awkward silence. I live for it. <laughs> no, really, I love that shit. Ah, yes, slide it in. You got it. Ew. <laughs> it's not sexual, Kylie. <laughs> All right, and the last thing that I'm passing to you guys, partially because of the fact that I think you guys will have more use for it right now, and also partially because it's heavy as fuck and I don't wanna have to pay shipping costs, is my um, textbooks, my Dungeons and Dragons textbooks. So I have the, the Dungeon Master's Guide, the DMG, the Monster Manual, the MM, and the Player's Handbook, PHP, that I'm passing on to you guys. Um, it was a gift from Noemi a few years back, but again, it is, yeah, <laughs> it is fully like a good like 30 pounds or so. Maybe not that much, but it's heavy as shit. So we're not planning on bringing it with us. You guys can kind of have that as a resource amongst you guys while uh, I'm 
not here. Um, a lot of that information is also available online too, but um, at this point in terms of most of that stuff, I kind of already know it or have it memorized, so I figured I'd pass it along to you guys. There's also a section in there on fighting mechanics and how action economy works and how spellcasting works that you guys can feel free to look at if you want. Wow, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I guess it. people could look at that, huh? God damn it. Do you feel like you're nah, I don't I don't think. I mean Hey Jonathan, how do I God damn it. Michelle has her eyes narrowed and just like my, staring off uh, into my the My eyes are always narrow. Fuck. <laughs> oh, we went there. We went there. <laughs> Um, so we're still going to be recording, obviously, but we won't be seeing each other in person anymore, unfortunately. So I figured I would pass those along to you guys. Also, um, you guys will be getting these after we're recording today. But uh, something that I've been doing for a while, actually, is I um, want each of you guys to take a bag of dice. Because I know that a lot of you guys have your preferred dice and stuff, and I can't use... As many dice as I have hoarded at this point, I can't really use all of them. So you guys can uh, each take your own bag of dice. I'm so excited. I've grown very a, attached to these dice. If there's any funny business about not letting us pre-roll these before we pick which dice, I will be a little upset because we've gotten to the habit of testing our die to see if they're cool with us on any given day. And Jonathan seems to not like that because it gives us comfort and security and he what? wants to keep us on our Whoa, toes. No, no, no. Kylie is referring to the fact that we rolled to see who was paying for Dotaco. <laughs> And she lost. And she lost. <laughs> she so nearly is- got a nat one. Yeah. yeah. No, I was totally the one that threw down, but you're telling me you're willing to take... Okay, fine. Eric can drown with his dice if he wants to, but you're telling me <laughs> that you don't want to test the dice before Dark. Were you going to choose any other dice? No, but like, why would I drown? That's such a dark way to die. Aren't they blue? da do dee da da And? Does that make it a good metaphor or nah you can drown in, in twos threes what do you normally roll 20 <laughs> honestly i feel like those dice the one that you i'm not i'm not even throwing shade i feel like that's all you roll is like two 20 four 20 <laughs> there have been a lot of 18s actually seems to be a very common number with these dice. Pretty good number for a d20 to be consistently rolling, though. Are you going to keep your dice, Michelle? The blue-pink ones? Yeah. Wait, kinda... blue-pink? They're very Divina Yeah, they're very Divina. Those, those are to. not blue and pink, man. Those are blue and purple. Well, I... I, I mean, I yeah. wasn't going to tell her that, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, creamy colors. Michelle, are you colorblind? No! Those they're are definitely very... blue and purple, right? Yeah. Am I, mean, I colorblind? It could, it could be like a hot pink, I think. Yeah, I'll they're, they're a vibrant, shimmery purple with blue mixed in and kind of like a turtle shell kind of pattern with a gold numbering. It's very also, beautiful. They just remind me of like cotton candy colors. Oh, so, that, uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's why I associate the blue and the pink. Anyways, um, I think we can start on the episode. But yeah, so thank you guys for dealing with my writing and awkward voices and very, very drunk sessions. There was a drunk one a few episodes ago. Hadn't had one for like 10 episodes, but you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for dealing with me so far, uh, and let's begin a recap for this episode. Last time, our group went to Saderbucks. 
Absolutely nothing of incredible importance happened at said Seder books, but the group managed to sell a lot of personal belongings that had been weighing them down for a while. Terra seduced a slightly older Dorvan boy in exchange for a heavy discount on a Warhammer, but left with a date for the next morning. The group left the armory and got stopped by Ivan, who pressed the group for interfering with Chasden's assassination. He then revealed that he was the one that had left the employ of the government. He then strong-armed the group into working for him, but gave them magical items as payment and let them know that they would have an assassination job the next night. Um, Tucker got the Goggles of Night, which, upon speaking the activation word Nyx, grants the user dark vision up to 60 feet for one hour a day, coming back at the dawn of the next day. Without the activation code, the goggles do not work and instead just blind the user while equipped. Davina received the Charm of Change. When wielded by a druid, it grants one additional use of Wild Shape per day. However, this charge can only be used to turn into one of the following creatures. An owl, a rat, a cat, or octopus. Terra received the Mask of Silence. It holds three charges, and the user can expend one charge to cast a spell or use an ability without requiring the vocal component. You can expend three charges to cast the Silence spell. It regains 1d4 charges at every dawn, and on a four, the user also gets the ability to create a smoke cloud on that day. And those were the magic items. With the exception of Michelle, who has received magic items from me in the past in previous campaigns, this is your guys' first time actually having magic items. I'm sure you're very excited about that. I'm incredibly excited to be able to see things in the dark and therefore stab them. I'm always excited to receive magical items. I do not know if you will be able to do the former, or do the latter because of the former. Well, the dice will decide. It'll probably say two, four, five, and then an 18. Right. And I'll get one stab in and then I'll die. <laughs> this does make sense why you struggle so much more with disadvantage, actually, because you were still having good rolls, I'm sure, but like the other one was just so low. No, yeah, it was very consistent. One great, one bad. Oh, Anyways, that is where we are now in terms of time of day. Ivan has just let you guys, or has left you guys on your way. Um, it is nighttime. Um, as you guys are kind of standing here, bathing in the after... I don't want to complete that. <laughs> bathing in the afterbirth of our... <laughs> <laughs> um, aftermath. Reminisce or uh, feeling the, the effects of the conversation. Um, yeah, you guys are just standing here. It's getting to nighttime. People are kind of just walking around you guys. Some people glance at you because you guys are just three creatures standing there in the middle of the road, not doing anything. Can we roll to see who talks first? Okay. I don't have dice. Where, where's your dice? Over there somewhere. Someone give this woman her dice. She deserves dice to have. Oh. What was that? Share with the class. A four. Oh, nat one. I don't think I talk during this conversation. <laughs> I'm stunned. Can I have my D20 hiding over there? Is it the dark the, blue one? It's the dark blue one. Oh. Red and green one. Oh, never mind. Okay. Hoarding D20s over there, I see, Eric. Oh. What did she get? Wow. Leaving us all in the dust with a six. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So that was a, a, a four, a six, and an at one? Yeah. Well, you guys are fucking lucky these aren't attack rolls or something. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. Wake I, up, groggy. <laughs> I guess Tara's the one that's talking first. So, yeah, T Tucker is staring. Just, no, not staring. He's looking down, kind of like shuffling his feet and very uh, 
very perplexed. He's just processing everything that's happened right now and the reprimanding he just got from uh, from little elf man. He's not an elf. You're talking about Ivan. Davina's thinking about all the new and pretty gifts that she's received today. Tara promptly sneezes on herself. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I uh, am going to let a long boogie come out my nose and I am going to wipe it on my breastplate. So oh my god. You wipe your nose and you pull your hand away and it follows. Yeah, in a totally. Oh my god, I'm totally. watching all of this. Why are you so gross? Because I rolled a six and I need to be embarrassed. <laughs> now I'm stunned and like disgust. <laughs> T- Tucker's jaw has just dropped slightly and his eyes are locked on the strand between her mouth and her breastplate that's just vertically hanging there now. I'm not going to notice your eyes. I'm going to twirl it around my finger. Why the fuck? Ryer two. Yanking and wiping on my breastplate. Then I'm going to look at you. Okay. I'm going to look at you, Davina. Okay, and wait. Say, Above 10, I actually throw up. It's a 13. <laughs> was so loud. Oh my god. You wretch in the street. Some of it gets on my shell and I start freaking out. How would it get on your shell? Because I'm standing. Oh, you mean like your like your chest? Yeah. Oh, okay. My undershell. Uh-uh. Well, this day has gone pretty swimmingly. Yeah, I got so many different gifts from so many different people. Everybody's so nice. A lot of people threatened me to die today. I don't know how to respond to that. And you're, are you done? I'm breathing heavily. You steal things. Are you looking at Tucker while you said that or Davina? No, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Tucker philosophically for a moment. You steal things and yet you can't handle a little, a little, a little viscous material. Everyone has their quirks. Oh, so snot is the one for you? Well, the dice have decided. As an end. At first, at first you were just gross, but then the dice decided no. This is a problem Tucker has. We're going to watch you. You all right there? <clears throat> you all right there, buddy? Uh, I'm Okay, so what now? I'm pretty tired. It's been a long day. Should we find a place to sleep for the night? Maybe go back to Goods Goodies? Or should we go back to Gorik's place? There's cheese. I'm not really tired, but if you guys are, I can take a nap for a bit. (laughs) Do you want to go home, Davina? Not without the puppy. Oh, right. Yeah, right. The puppy, the puppy. Let's go get him. I want to show my mom and dad. Oh, I'm sure they'll be thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Could eat you, could eat me, could eat them. They only eat our enemies. They don't usually like the animals that I bring back, especially the ones that bite. Yeah, that does kind of prevent a problem at a bakery. (laughs) But this one's different. He's so fluffy and and fat. I'm sure they'll like him because he's so cute. He is different. I saw it in his eyes. 
He is different. He can fit me in his mouth. He's got the instinct. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. The killer instinct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wipe the barf off your face. <clears throat> so you guys start heading back over to Mel Shadow Manor. At this point, it is getting fairly late. Um, and it's worth noting that Mel Shadow Manor is a little bit further from the rest of town. Um, but by the time you guys get there, <clears throat> the moon is at the uh, fullness of its height. Um, you guys see that there is a very drowsy looking um, human kind of gate man just watching. Uh, and as you guys approach, he kind of straightens up. <clears throat> Hi. I'd like is this the racist? This is not a guy that you guys recognize. I'd like to try to walk through the gate for old time's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Can I op oppose it and just hold her back? It, uh, because she's done this so many times. Go ahead and give me opposing athletics checks. You guys both have shit athletics. What's yours? You're about to find out. Oh Mine's my minus God. one. Oh, you're about to find out, good sir. Oh, I need a nat 20. May the gods. Uh, Alas. That's a five. My athletics is also a minus one, so it's an 18. Mine was a four, so I spectacularly lose. Yeah, you like put both like of your hands on her shoulders, but she just fucking confidently just walks forward, kind of pulling you along with her. Um, and how do I fall forward? <laughs> sure, you fall forward. I like thought I could hold you back and instead you just yanked my upper body forward and I lose my balance and fall face first down. Oh, here we go again. Uh, you approach the gate that you do not fit through as a reminder, and <laughs> this guy just kind of watches you approach and then notices that Davina's with you guys and then kind of, it's a human dude. He doesn't have dark vision, so it's kind of, you know, it's, it's really dark for him. But as you guys approach, he's like, oh, wait, you guys are the, the ones, oh, um, I don't think you fit through there. Um, your name's uh, uh, Tiara, right? T uh, Costa... <laughs> Um, uh, I know, uh, uh, you're Davina. I, I remember I saw you a few weeks ago uh, while I was cleaning the back. Um, yeah, I'm here to get my wolf pup. Oh, the, the thing that's been running around. The, that's what you're here to collect. He's been running around, so he's feeling better? Y yeah, 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 he's feeling a little bit better. Running how? On all fours? He was trying to drag Lord Mouseshadow a little bit. Uh, mm. That didn't really go that well. Um, almost reopened some of his injuries, as a matter of fact. So uh, we have him out in the stable right now, just because he uh, kind of may have... And you guys notice he looks down at Davina again, and then turns to the two more adult-looking people and just... Uh, uh, yeah, Lord Mouseshadow's... Uh, a little bit hurt from him, but it's fine. Um, here, let me let you guys in. I'll lead you guys over to the stables. So he swings open the gate and uh, kind of gestures for you guys to come inside. Is there a wolf running around? Where is he? What's I'd he like doing? I'd like to look around. Uh, sure. Why don't you guys give me perception checks as you walk in? Uh, Tucker with disadvantage. Oh, uh, disadvantage? 11. Why? It's nighttime. Plus three, 14. That was a nat 20, oh. wasted on a disadvantage. Uh, wait, is that your second nat 20 already? Yeah, I'm not surprised. 
and a fucking four. Because that's how this <laughs> dice works. I hate disadvantage. He's so loyal to them, too. Ooh. Which, 19. Sorry, plus my modifier is an eight. Okay. What modifier for what? Perception. Oh, 20. I'm not 20. Okay. And Davina? 11 plus 3 is 14. Okay. So Tucker doesn't see shit. Of course. Um, Davina and Tara, you guys do see that there are signs that someone has been rolling in the crops. Oh, that's so cute. And Tara, you do see a tuft of wool on the ground that looks like it was involuntarily removed from a sheep. <laughs> There's no blood, like, attached to it. It just... Kind of looks like, you know, after you, like, pet a cat and, like, there's that, like, clump of fur that comes off of them and just rolls around and, like, yeah. Mm. Where is he? I can't see. Are you sure it's a he? Unfortunately, yes. Um, he's in the stables right over here. I run. You, you run ahead. You actually do know where the stables are. You normally go there to see the goats and such. It's a boy. He uh, already made it a habit of marking parts of the territory, so to speak. He peed on, on the door. So when it's fully grown, do you think I'll be able to walk under his testicles without them hitting my head? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it needs to go back. <laughs> Now that Tara has access to showers, she's having shower thoughts. <laughs> um, the guy turns to you, just stops in his tracks as Davina runs ahead, and he and Tucker both give you kind of a similar look. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> that, you know what? That's your fucking signature move, Tara. <laughs> I, oh god! As you walk ahead and join Davina, yeah. As you do that, he turns to you, Tucker, and is just like, uh, <laughs> bro. Holy <laughs> 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 shit! Yo, did someone clear out the congestion in Tucker's throat? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I have no idea. <laughs> that was a whole new voice. Bro, I have no idea. Um, he just exchanges this weird look with you and walks ahead. Uh, Tara, you join Davina. As Davina, you go to where you would know the stables to be. Um, you swing open the door with a lot of gusto, making it literally fully bang against the fucking side of the stables, startling all of the animals inside with your entrance. A traumatizing thing that you do every time you come here. You see there were goats that were asleep. There were horses that were also asleep, like standing up. A lot of them like started like bucking a little bit, like, like neighing and shit. You're a menace. I, I'm like the girl, little girl from Nemo that mm. shakes the bags of fish. Oh, oh yeah. God, you're her? <laughs> you're a whole Darla while singing. Darla, that's her name. While singing Good Morning Baltimore from Hairspray. God. Just coming in all happy and skipping. As you swing open the door and slam it against the side, do you say anything? Wake no, up. but I imagine there's like a... Horrifying. I'm not, yeah. Not my best impression, but you know what that what that entails. Is that you giggling, or is that the? No, that's no. Like I think that screaming. was the knife sound, yeah, right? Yeah, the knife sound. Oh, oh God. Oh, from God. A, what's the Shining? Like a no, not the Shining. What's the one where um, Motel Bates Screaming. Motel? Uh, 
I, I know what you're talking about. American Psycho. Oh, American yes. Psycho. No, that just sounds four. like Mouse's fucking. There should be four of them too. <laughs> Are you thinking of the violins? The... Yeah. 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 Yes. There we go. Perfect. Okay. So you scare the shit out of all the farm animals, um, and you see that someone has laboriously and probably uh, after having losing or after having been bit a few times, put a makeshift collar onto this pup which is attached to a, a rope, not even like a leash, like an actual like physical rope that you see has been chewed at and has tied it around a post. Mm -hmm. And you see that this dog is at the, this puppy is at the end of this like hallway of, of essentially like stables and is like running in circles on the spot while whining. So do I see it too? Oh yes, you do see this right after. Okay. We really tried to find another way to put him here but well and he gestures to the other animals and you see all of them look like they've been rough handled a little bit not that they've been like bit or anything but like you see one of the sheep is missing a clump of wool and then you look past that sheep and see several other sheep are hiding in the corner and like huddled in one big like mound of fluff you see like some of the horses look a little bit traumatized yeah, it is. <laughs> Everybody's stressed. Yeah. I am going to take out the piece of pork belly that I stole earlier. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to approach the puppy, but not get within reach to where he could like, like the edge of his leash, where his leash range is. Okay. Holding the pork belly out so he can like notice it. Okay. Um, he does notice it as you approach. Um, and I'm going to make a strength check for him. He, as soon as he sees you approach, he jolts from his like little circular path and sprints at you with all of his force. And you see the rope fucking almost gives as he's pushing against it, but he, at the very last moment, he kind of flings back a little bit with the force against it as it like whips back against the uh, the wooden beam that it's being held on. How's his throat? Is it like in? He does look, make like a strangle, like. <laughs> Uh, it's a puppy so he's like laying on the ground now like winded yeah okay you see his chest his belly rises up and down very quickly being careful to keep the meat safe i'm going to approach and just like my other hand on his like what is it what do you call it? like the side of the chest where they where the lungs are inflating and deflating. Oh, like his ribs? Yeah, on his ribs. Just like in a calming gesture. Okay. So there is a, I didn't mention this, but there is kind of like a almost like a fence of sorts uh for each of the stables. So you 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 open it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You open it. As soon as you open it, it makes like a noise and you see him just like turn his head so fast looking at you still panting on the floor but you see his eyes are just trained on you what are you gonna do so did i not put my hand on his no you want to two pets or not two pets that is the question davina runs up to him and gives him a big hug davina go ahead and give me an animal handling track no. As you run past Tucker. Uh, four. No! Plus five, nine. Dead. 
dead. Um, as you run up to him, he quickly just gets on all fours and tries to bite at your hand, but uh, misses and instead grabs your pant leg and starts to chew on it. That's not food, silly. I'm going to attempt to calm him down again. Go ahead and give me or an sorry, animal handling. For the first time. Okay, go ahead and give me an animal handling check. Can I grab the pork belly out of Eric's hand? That is a five. As you try to pet this animal. Oh, shit. That is a 17 for you. Thank you. You take four points of damage as okay. you try to pet it with your hand, and it turns and bites directly into your hand. You can imagine that handling the meat, he probably smells it on your hand. In reaction to this, I'm smacking his nose. Okay. You smack his nose. With uh, the pork belly hand? No, with the hand that just got bit. He does just do like a bite release. Um, and then I, can I, like a quick like correction, like a no, don't do that. Can I steal the pork belly out of your other hand? Uh, he is distracted right now. Give me a sleight of hand check. And I will say against his passive perception. Well, that's not good. Sleight of hand. Eight. Does not pass. Uh, Tucker, as you are kind of maybe shaking your hand or something, as you you see like the ins- like the, the puncture wound, <laughs> there's a little bit of blood coming out of it already. Um, you just out of the out of the periphery of your vision, you see like a little hand trying to reach into your hand and grab that tender meat that you had grabbed before. Pull it close to my chest, and I glare at Tara for a half second before returning my gaze to the wolf. Well, you have to feed him first. I no. S- I saw that the wolf pup had just pretty much bitten Tucker's hand, so I say, No! Bad puppy! We'll give you food, but you have to be good, okay? And I'm saying that in uh, animal speak, whatever comes with the land. Yeah. <laughs> um, give me a nature check with advantage, because you're technically not on the uh, forest part right now. Twelve... Minus two, ten. <laughs> You're the guardian of the forest? I know. And you have a minus two on nature? That's what she's a noob. Oh, yeah. God. Naturally challenged. Um, I mean... Naturally. Naturally <laughs> challenged. <laughs> so he doesn't... Uh, he, he seems to understand you, but he doesn't respond or anything. Um, he reluctantly stops trying to snap at Tucker's hand again and kind of moves back a little bit, eyes trained on the meat. All right, I will break off a small piece of the meat and put it on the ground between me and the, like throw it on the ground in front of the puppy and say, good boy, make a clicking noise. (laughs) (laughs) Good boy. Um, Go ahead and how much of the meat are you giving? Um, it was let's dried. Go with, por- it was dried pork belly. There's not so it's like one it. strip of bacon. Is that what I'm working yeah. with? I'd say I break off a quarter of it. Okay, go ahead and give me a animal handling check with advantage. First roll nine. Second roll siete. So that is an eleven. Okay. Uh, the pup snatches up the meat like as quickly as it can and retreats a little bit back before munching on it and you see it's it's just so it's gone so fast i turn to tucker and i say can i have a small piece i want to try something i reluctantly break off a quarter piece and hand it to davina my mom and dad never let me have any pets in the house because my mom was allergic to dogs so i just 
I want to see if we can train the wolf pup like a dog. Here, boy. Sit. Looks at you, so confused. Walks up, takes the meat. Go ahead, give me an animal handling check. <laughs> I'll say with advantage again. Oh, oh that one was 18. a swish. Minus uh, two, 16. Your animal handling is a minus oh, two. Oh, sorry, animal handling, uh, plus five, so 23. Wait, what? Whoa! <laughs> she said that earlier. Did you guys miss That's that? Right. Yeah, I did. It's a wisdom stat, huh? Yeah. Okay, I, was, I thought it was intelligence for a sec. Um, the pup walks up and takes the meat very gingerly, does not retreat to its little corner, chomps it up really quick and kind of licks its lips afterwards and then awkwardly tries to kind of force its butt to the ground, but doesn't really, just kind of like... I... It looks for a moment like it's accidentally twerking slowly, like it's trying to kind of like sprawl its legs out to the side while maintaining this like front posture and just kind of like push its uh, hips into the ground. It is very confused. I start furiously nodding in encouragement and I copy that move or I do what it's supposed to be done. What the fuck? <laughs> So wait, which is it? Do you copy the move or do you do what he's supposed to do? I do it the best that I can in my human form, but I just look like a frog. Davina pops a squat, I guess? Yeah. With her hands on the floor? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, with <laughs> this, the, the, the fucking dog corrects its posture. Looks confused still, but kind of just licks its lips awkwardly. Continues panting. Looks back at Tucker's hand that still has meat. Looks back to you. Looks to Tara, licks its lips. No! Good boy! <laughs> I'd like to back up two feet. Please. Yeah, you back up out of range of, uh, from what you saw for the rope. I clicked again after saying good boy. Okay. It's, it's still staring at the meat. Well, what else do we want him to do? I thought it would take all the meat to get him to sit. Let's put the leash around Davina's arm and let's go. The rope. Oh, you should do that, Tara. Can I approach the rope without approaching the dog? Nope. Tucker, give him the rest of the meat. No. Then you get to walk. Okay. Untie the rope. Davina. Yeah? Can you tell him that if he doesn't pull on the leash, I'll give him more meat? Hey, puppy. If you don't pull on the leash, then you'll get more treats, okay? Is that a deal? Doesn't seem to know what a deal is, but <laughs> kind of looks between the three of you, looks to the human guy that's behind you guys, kind of peeking over Tucker's shoulder awkwardly. Doesn't know how to confirm or say yes, but just... I'm going to assume that he got it. Yeah. And then I'm going to go and... So it's tied to a pole, right? Yeah. I'm going to grab the rope and then with my other hand... Very, very tightly grab mm. the rope. Then with my other hand, start untying and then tying it to the like wrist, wrist of the hand that was just holding it. Okay. Mm. You do notice as you put your hand out and grab the rope, he slowly gets up, gingerly walks over, opens his maw and just ah. like doesn't bite down, but puts his like teeth on your uh, wrist and just like ah, looks up at you. I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> Uh, as you as you stand there, like just what the fuck, and start untying. Can I can I attempt to perceive his intentions? Sure. Go ahead and roll a uh, insight check. That is an eleven. Eleven's not going to get you that much. I will say, as you're doing this, again, not causing any damage or like pain, uh, a little discomfort, but not necessarily pain. Um, as you're untying this rope, the puppy starts to 
like uh, push its gums against your wrist, uh, and it occurs to you that it might be teething. On my wrist? <laughs> like I it's trying to just like chew on something. Do I see this? You do see this. Then I hand him one of the dried bones that I had picked up. You hand Tucker? Or, oh. oh, okay. Um, so d- describe how you do this. Slip it in there. <laughs> yeah. Why, Kylie? I, Not everything is about sex. No, that wasn't a sex thing. She literally has to like, excuse me, Tucker, let me just slide this bone into its let me mouth. Just scooch in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having a hard time describing this, but I pat my lap and I say, here, pup, come here. And I kind of wag the bone in my hand. The puppy notices. Eyes gleam a little bit, shine a little bit, look weird. Turns to you, Davina. Unhinges its, or doesn't unhinge its jaw, it's not a snake. Let's go of Tucker's wrist, walks over confidently, grabs the, the bone from your hand, and starts. <laughs> you hear like so many crunching noises and cracking noises as it like. This bone, which is, you know, like a pretty, like, thick, it crunches through it. Okay, let's go. At this point, Tucker, you have untied it from the, uh, the kind of the pillar that it was tied to. And you said you tied it around your, uh, your wrist? Yeah. Okay, um, Tucker. And I'm also going to, so, like, it's tied to my wrist, but I'm also holding on to the rope with the same wrist. Right. Um, or with the same hand. Okay, and you guys are going to leave? Is he pulling on it? It takes him a moment, but he notices that he's no longer restrained to the pole. Does notice he's restrained to you. Looks up to Davina and then sits and waits. All right, I will break off. Let's see, I have half of my bacon left. Mm -hmm. I will break off a quarter of that. Okay. So an eighth, Uh which is a smaller portion than he got before, but it's Mm. still something. Okay. And toss it through the air so it can arc towards his mouth. Chucking him a treat or? Yeah. Okay. Um, Good boy. Nat 20 grabs it right out of the air. Ooh. Immediately swallows it. Looks to you for more. Good boy. And let's start walking. You start walking. Um, Davina, are you also walking? Yes. Okay. Tucker, as you walk past it, the dog does not move. As soon as Davina follows you, the dog gets up and starts to walk alongside Davina. Oh. And with that, you guys leave the, uh, the, the stables? Yes. yes. As you guys leave the stables, the human guy is just like, I'll tell Lord Shadow that uh, you guys picked up your dog. Thanks! Pet? Did you... Okay, did, did you guys have a name for it yet? <gasps> Cody. No, we didn't name it. <gasps> Cody? That's cool. Do you want to call him Cody? I, I could do Cody, I guess. Cody it is. And I go, I turn to the pup and I say, your name is Cody now, okay? Cody looks still confused as fuck, but is just smart, like doing the, the kind of like a, the smile a dog would give. Just like, <laughs> um, the human dude just kind of nods slowly. Okay, I'll lock up the gate after you guys leave. I guess I'll let Lord Melshadow know that Cody was picked up. Thank you. And with that, he guides you guys to the gate and opens it. And again, it seems like Cody is more so just following where uh, where Davina walks. But as you guys leave, he stays with you guys. Anyways, so you guys are walking with your newly acquired Cody, uh, who is very diligently just walking in stride with Davina's 
skipping happy walk whatever the fuck she's probably doing um tucker you you try to kind of direct him maybe or like he's fully just following davina's lead on this can i be having a conversation with him while we walk back oh i assumed you would be yeah (laughs) so my mom and dad they're gonna be really happy to see you okay well my mom she's like allergic to dogs Oh, what's an allergy? An allergy is like something um, that makes you feel kind of itchy and funny and sometimes you can't breathe because of them. Um, yeah, it's kind of confusing, but don't worry about it. But you're not a dog, though, because you're a wolf. And she might not have any problems. Um, just don't show her that you can bite because she doesn't really like things that can bite. But yeah, they're really friendly and we have a lot of like pastries and stuff over there. Oh, you don't know what pastries are? Pastries are like something that you make out of flour and bread, and it's really good. It could be like sweet or sour or salty. Yeah, you can try one when we get back. Because of the way that you guys are walking, it definitely looks like to you like it is nodding with you, like as though it understands, but absolutely it's just walking and it's just its head is going at a natural kind of like <laughs> this but it definitely looks like from an outsider's perspective like it understands what the fuck davina is saying right now so yeah you guys walk all the way back to goods goodies you guys definitely get several weird looks from people dogs aren't that common in this world in the first place like domesticated dogs and one look at this uh, fucking dire wolf and it's very easily <laughs> it's kind of easy to tell this is not a domesticated like pet This is 100% a wild animal that has been convinced that it is a pet. And you guys are walking along. And yeah, there's some people that stop and kind of like stare for a sec. But for once, they're not staring at you guys for, you know, racism reasons or kind of looking down socioeconomic. They're just staring at this fucking big ass dog that is getting its ear chatted off by this small Asimar girl. But yeah, with that, you guys make it all the way back to Goods Goodies. Um, there's def- significantly less people out now. But yeah, so you guys arrive at Goods Goodies. Um, you see that the sign has already been flipped to say closed for the day. However, Davina, of course, you have the keys. You do. It does kind of occur to you guys as you guys are at the door. Uh, I'll say it actually specifically occurs to Tucker, because Tucker's the one that will probably care the most about this, about appearance and stuff. You guys look like you have been put through, like, a meat grinder. Like, Tara still has some scarring on, like, the tops of her forehead from where she was bitten by dire wolves. Like, you have scratch marks and, like, small indentations Aren't in Aren't I missing shell. a hand? You're not missing a hand. He didn't bite off your damn hand. He, you, you do have... You do have a... You're not missing a tail either. Something got bitten off, didn't it? You guys joked that... It wasn't tail. my dick, was it? No. <laughs> you I guys, a finger. No, it wasn't. You you are you still have all of your appendages in limb, sir. Oh, okay. Um, Good but for like, me. It's also worth noting that when you guys last left Goods Goodies, it was before fighting Chasden. So Davina looks like she's been through war, and her like kind of armor has a massive gaping like like exposed spot in it. Like you guys look like you guys have gotten fucked up. Wow. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting day with you guys. And as I'm saying this, I am, um, stealthily tying the rope onto Davina instead of myself. Okay. But I think that I should be heading home now because I'm fucking dirty and tired and I need a bath and my own bed and I don't need you two painting flowers on my talons again. Wow, you have a home? 
Why don't you ever go to it? You always have a home at Good Goodies. Fine. I will go tell the goods about their new pet. Davina, can you find somewhere for Cody to get situated? Yeah, he can sleep next to me. And I open the door. Alright, I'll meet you guys back here in the afternoon. Tomorrow. Okay, nighty night. Bye, Tucker. <laughs> I would like to walk in first. Okay. Two goods, goodies. Uh, so, Tucker, you start heading back towards the Madeline Barrel, where uh, the restaurant downstairs from where your apartment is situated. Um, I would like to keep. I'm alert right now okay. until I'm like relaxed in my home. Yeah, I'm on edge. No, yeah. It is definitely, it is nighttime and like you, you don't live in like a bad part of town necessarily, but at nighttime just in general, general fuckery can't happen. No, but I'm specifically on edge because of the stuff that's happened these last few days. Like I cannot relax until I just get in my own bed. That's fair. Um, so you start heading back and we'll handle that in a sec. However, uh, Tara, you swing up, or Davina unlocks the door, and then Tara, you kind of shove past her as you normally do into the house, uh, into the uh, bakery. Um, you see that some food has been left out for you guys. Uh, it's late enough now, and well, you guys were gone for an entire like day and a half uh, to where. To where, like, the, the goods probably were like, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll be back soon, hopefully. They're with Mel Shadow. They should be fine. Mel Shadow's Mel Shadow. Um, but you guys uh, go inside. You guys see that um, some nice uh, puff pastries have been left out, as well as um, uh, kind of like a... Oh, God, I'm forgetting the name of it. But, like, a, a sausage wrapped in puff pastry, essentially. Um, pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a oh. blanket, thank you. Some food has been I'm left white. out. Some <laughs> food has been left out for you guys. It is a little bit cold at this point because uh, presumably the the good parents have been asleep for a bit now. I'm gonna go wake up, mom. Okay. Right. Um. So as you guys walk in, <laughs> Cody, uh, Cody is smelling all of the scents in the bakery and it kind of pushes against the rope a little bit at the pigs in a blanket on the counter. Davina, are you going to try to stop him? You want the pigs and blankets, huh? Salivating. I can say from experience that that's a really tasty one. Salivating more. I'll let you have one, but we can't take too many. Otherwise, my parents are going to find out and they're going to get really mad. Does not know what numbers really are. Waits for treat. I tiptoe to the counter. I pick off one pigs and blanket and I... uh. Hold it into the air and I say, Sit! Sit, boy! Give me an animal handling check with advantage. 17 plus 5 is 22. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, Cody sits <gasps> properly this time. I jump up into the air, clapping my hands. <gasps> yeah, that was it! Good boy! So, um, as you exclaim this, Tara. You are a little bit startled because this is a very loud noise in a quiet bakery at night. And you... Give me a perception check, Tara. Oh. Oh. Eleven. You hear noise from the other room that you know the older uh, the older goods to sleep in. And a few moments later, you hear just like... Like the door just swing open and you see a very, very sleepy Bella Good holding what looks like some kind of club. And hand just kind of staggered, like, one hand against the doorframe. And behind her, Damien holding, like, a, a hastily lit 
oil lamp. Just whoa, whoa, whoa! Always <sighs> ready for battle, huh? <sighs> I didn't give it to him. I swear. <sighs> you oh, oh, what is that? Oh, good. You're awake. I'm going to check into an inn for a night so you guys can take care of the the Cody, the Cody. The Cody? Hi, Cody. I'm going to turn towards the dog and wave. Uh, the dog looks confused. The dog does not recognize its name quite yet. Um, but as you say this, um, Bella just rubs her eyes, puts down the club, still kind of eyes the, the dog concerned. But this is not the first time that fucking Davina has brought home a random animal and been like, oh, look, it's cute. Um, so, but Bella just kind of shakes her head. Um, you could probably get a, a, a pretty good room at, um, Kugaf's tavern right now. Really? You think Kugaf's got something, uh, available this time? He should. Um, if anything, I, I know that he always, uh, has a construct at the door. Um, some taverns right now might be, uh, closed for the night. Um, are you gonna be safe walking over there by yourself, though? It's quite late. I should be okay. I got some cool new toys in case anyone bothers I do see a very large metal thing on your back. What is that? It's none of your fucking business is what it is, Bella. Okay, well... <laughs> was that, was oh, that snap! Was that in character? Yeah. Okay. She looks taken aback a little bit, but just kind of shrugs. Uh, please feel free to take some food before you leave. Um, very kind of you. Uh, mm, Especially uh, after what you just said. She kind of just waves over. She has a daughter that says crazy shit all the time. Um, but she just kind of gestures to the pigs in a blanket and then gestures towards the door. Um, before turning to you, do you just grab and leave? Okay. Uh, Tara grabs and leaves and starts walking over to the Twin Feathers Tavern. Davina... You are now standing in front of your parents, disheveled as fuck, uh, looking arguably worse than you ever have come home looking, to be honest, even the, the giant centipedes, um, with a massive dog sitting there, looking in, like sitting right next to you, looking up at you expectantly, not even like looking at your parents. Okay, sweetie, what have mommy and daddy said about bringing animals home? That they belong in the wild. Yes, sweetie. Now, oh my goodness, it's a direwolf. But, but he doesn't even have a family in the wild anymore. There's nobody to take care of him. Davina, how do you know that, though? You could have taken him from his family. Be because we made them angels. At this, you see she just, uh? And Damien kind of, like, like goes around her. I'm sorry, you, you what? I lean in close and I whisper in his ear. We made them angels. You see he exchanges a look with his wife. And the two of them just like look to each other, then look to the massive direwolf pup, then look to you, then look to each other again. Kind of like processing. Because <laughs> again, as I've mentioned, direwolves, very large. Yeah. Very scary. Not something a normal anyone should be fighting let alone beating. They're beginning to realize that their daughter is more of a monster than they had initially believed. Yeah. Oh, they didn't think you were a monster. Like, in terms of, like, power, though. Like, what the fuck? Because also you have a direwolf pup looking at you like it's you're, you're its owner right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They kind of both just look to each other and look at you. Oh, okay. Um, sweetie, are you all right? You look not okay right now. What happened to your leather armor? Oh my goodness. Well, 
It's kind of a long story. Basically, this really, really strong lady was gonna make Nostra an angel, so we went over to his house and tried to, tried to stop him from making him an angel, but then we couldn't find him, and then she was like really, really strong. So then she kind of made a lot of us angels, but not me, or Tucker, or, or, or Tara. But she kind of gave Mel Shadow a little bit of a boo-boo, but he's okay. Actually, that reminds me, I have to go tomorrow to help him out. But yeah, um, what was the question again? I forget. Did you just say that Nowster's an, an angel now? Well, he's kind of more of a spirit, because when I cast this healing spell, he basically came to me and talked to me. And he also gave me this really cool staff. Look at this. Isn't it so cool? I don't really know what it does yet, though. We... Sweetie, maybe we should get some sleep. I think tomorrow we should probably go talk to Kugaf. Can you... can you sew up my armor? It's kind of broken. Oh, um... Mommy's a little bit tired right now. Can I do that in the morning? Is that okay? Okay. Okay, um... Does... it... have a name? Yeah, we named him Cody. Tucker came up with a really cool name for him. Okay, um... Does... does Cody like pigs in a blanket? He likes meaty things, so I think so. Okay, well, I'll set out a bowl for him, and he can sleep out here. Is that alright? I can't sleep with him, but I usually sleep with him. Well, we only had him for one day, but we slept together one time. Okay, how about I set up some bedding out here, and I just don't want him... He looks like he needs a bath. I don't want him to shed on the on the, the, the blankets. Um, how about I just set up some bedding out here and you can cuddle with him? Is that okay, sweetie? Okay, that's good. Thank you, Mom. Just make sure he doesn't hurt you or, or bite you or anything like that or get into any of the food, okay? Yeah, he would never do anything like that. Oh, okay. Uh, she looks so concerned at Cody. Damien is way more like not fully like so much more drowsy right now and just kind of like you see as you're you guys are talking he literally like hits his head slightly on the door frame as a matter of fact to like wake himself back up he's like uh. um Same. but they help set up the the bedding for you um and true to her word uh bella does set out like a little bowl of of uh pigs in a blanket and and sets it out in front of cody uh, cody eagerly gobbles it all up um and you go to bed for the night and we go over to tucker tucker as you're walking home why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check oh no with disadvantage because it is Y'all can't see, oh, but I gave everyone a look when he said with disadvantage. Wait, wait, before you do that, actually, Tucker, if I remember correctly, for the Goggles of Night, they recharge recharge at dawn is what I said, right? Yeah. So you could technically use them tonight and they'd recharge in like a few hours. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> Nix. Convince me, that you, <laughs> convince me that you came to this of your own description as opposed to me telling you about... I am walking home fiddling, you know, just kind of thinking about everything that's happened. And suddenly I remember the goggles that Elfvin gave me. Ivan? Yeah. Elfvin. <laughs> and I think, huh, do I specifically remember they recharge at dawn? Correct. I'm like, huh, I wonder how, how these look. So I'm going to put them on and I'm going to say, next. 
you speak the magical activation word and at first when you put them on there's a moment where everything just looks like a kaleidoscope like a rainbow you're so fun and after you say the command word all of the colors kind of shift like um they turn and form actual images until they turn all the way to the point where you are seeing what's actually in front of you and you notice that you can finally see into the dark corners everything looks a little bit less daunting a little bit less secretive less scary it's it's weird because like you you are the kind of like person to like hide in shadows and do all this like stealthy shit but wearing these goggles and actually having the vision to look into them now kind of makes it weird because you can see that there's no one in those shadows. It's like when someone puts on glasses for the first time and they're like, that's what leaves are. Yeah. It's crazy to me that there are folks that are like, I know some of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I experience some of the world most of the time because I'm bad about wearing my glasses. Mm. (laughs) So I'm actually very familiar with this experience. Mm. He's, He's right now wondering about all the times where he thought he was well hidden and thinking who could have seen me easily Mm. while i thought i was hiding well yeah if they had this vision go ahead and give me a perception check that is a nat 20 what does that turn into 24 okay cool um as you are walking along and kind of noticing everything for the first time it it's weird because again like you you've been trained for so long to have to try to listen and notice without sight now that you have it it's insane you turn a few corners and you make your way to the madeline barrel where you your uh, your apartment is situated at you see a small figure leaning on a railing um on a, a few floors up on one of the buildings as you pass it and with your nat 20 you see that it's ivan He's just kind of arms crossed, leaning on this railing, looking down at you, and you clock him. And he looks confused for a sec, but then nods slowly and kind of waves jauntily to you. How close is he to my home? Uh, this is like on your way back. He's, um, you've got like maybe a, a so block. So he's not like waiting for me. No, no, no. We're just passing each other by chance. Maybe, maybe not, but it's unclear. It's like a block or two away nod you give like the upwards chin bro nod um he no 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 the downwards nod. Uh, okay okay downwards nod i'm not quite happy with him right now fair enough he doesn't deserve the up chin ah uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a, a tearing with this for which one means what okay yeah you do this um you feel like you've done something interesting because you've never fucking just seen him randomly before you 100 percent caught his ass like hiding I'm feeling good. I'm feeling capable. But yeah, with that, you make your way. Oh, just the boop percussion. <laughs> with that, you make your way back to the Madeline Barrel. You haven't been here for like a few days now. Um, you see that the lights are still on. Um, and just to uh, kind of recap, because we haven't talked about this for a while, um, the Madeline Barrel is a 
restaurant that deals directly with the farmhands that you've worked with in the past. Um, and through them, you were able to get a pretty good deal in terms of housing. Um, and also, uh, you know, you know the, uh, the owner fairly well. Um, they are the uh, the cousins of the um, they're they're cousins to the the patriarch of the family that you work with sometimes. Um, his name is Osley. He's a human. Um, but you open or you you knock on the door to the Madeline Barrow, and after a moment you hear like the sweeping and the cleaning noises inside fade, and the door swings open. Uh, Madeline Barrow's closer. Oh shit, Tucker. Hey Oz. Tuck, you look. Bad. Uh, come, come inside, quick, quick, quick. Uh, you hungry? I have a little bit of food left from earlier. Yes, please. All right. Uh, nobody followed you, right? No. All right. He quickly kind of ushers you inside and just yep, closes the door, locks it. You see, as you would remember, there are several locks on this door, um, and you come inside. Just to, like my neighbors. Mm-hmm. You come inside to a very, very small but very, very quaint kind of restaurant. Um, the Madeline Barrel serves a lot of kind of uh, like potato-based dishes, like baked potatoes. Um, country fried potatoes. Country fried potatoes. Hash sure, browns. Sure, hash browns. Potato wedges. Fries. French fries. Tater tots. Criss-cut cut French fries. Nochi. Stringy um, French fries. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he, he kind of quickly ushers you inside. potatoes. And you see, uh, as soon as he, he kind of um, locks all the locks on the door, he gestures to a seat and uh, kind of rushes into the into the back and starts kind of pulling out some food that was maybe not finished or, or dealt today or served today. Um, and as he's there, he kind of yells from the, the kitchen area. Oh, um, you got a letter, by the way, from my cousin. Where is it? Uh, I'll, I'll bring it out for you in a sec. Um, also, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's that time of the week. Uh, rent is due. Um, uh, just so you know, it is three and a half gold for a week. Damn, I was about to be homeless last week, wasn't I? Well, that's part of the re- reason why you took that job. <laughs> okay. Be, you said three or three and a half? Three and a half gold per week. Three and a half, goddamn. So that's three and five silver? Yeah. All right, here you go, Oz. I just got some recently. Are uh, you sure you're good to pay right you can wait for a few days it's fine i just no Oz, i'm good thanks all right um you see he kind of comes out he has like a, a basket filled with <laughs> i have 69 gold god now. damn it <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> i couldn't not say it. um he has a, a basket full of um kind of rough chopped potatoes that have been kind of uh deep fried um, with some kind of sauce on it. Um, he kind of brings it over. It is cooled at this point, so it's a little bit stale, but um, he kind of pushes it towards you. Go on, eat up. Um, also, I, I know you, you're probably exhausted. You just got back, but uh, I wanted to ask you if you could help me clear out the, the basement again. I think I saw a few rats in there the other day, and uh, you know I'm not great with any kind of animals and pests and stuff. Yeah, no problem. I got it. Thanks. You, you can wait till tomorrow. I don't think they got towards any of the actual better crops yet or anything like that, so... Yeah, I'm I'm beat tonight. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm sure you want to get some rest. I've already locked up everything anyways. Uh, your room is still normal. Uh, here's the, the letter I was talking about. Um, my cousin came by, like, a few days ago now. Uh, wow, you've been gone for a while, Tucker. Yeah, I've been... I've been out and about trying to... Trying to get some work done. 
get my name out there. Same old, same old. Ah, uh, you sound tired. Um, yeah, I'll leave you to it then. Um, remember, restaurant opens fairly early, so uh, you might want to cover your head with a pillow or something. It gets kind of rowdy in the mornings. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right. I'll take care of that stuff in the basement tomorrow. Thanks. Uh, good night, then. I'll be heading up as you well. You too, Oz. Have a good one. Thanks, Tuck. He goes up the stairs. You hear him just kind of walk up the stairs. Uh, and for this, uh, this Madeline Barrow, there's two, like, large rooms upstairs. He occupies one. You occupy the slightly smaller one. Um, but yeah, you see that he has handed you a letter um that uh is you know just written with some very very it's written with some it's written with some very very cheap parchment uh on some very very cheap parchment but uh you recognize it as being from the farm immediate no no i don't open it yet i want to eat my food clean up my plate put it away then go up to my room and then read the letter cool you do all that you go up to your room um your 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 body feels so heavy after this long ass day the nerves like connected to your uh shell are just exhausted and you finally make it into your room quick question is it a bedroom only or is it there like a kitchenette no and it's a just bathroom? a bedroom it's just a bedroom just a bedroom damn um, fucking three and a half gold okay you, you make it well it's like reserved for you essentially which is nice. Um, you open it and a slight, like, stale, like, it, the air is a little bit stale in here just because it's been a while since you've do been here. Do I have here. a window? You do have a window. I would like to crack the window. You crack the window. I'll not open it. F- no, I'm too tired. I open it fully. Caution to the wind. You open it fully. <laughs> um, you look around at your dwelling. You see your sharpening stone for your daggers. You see your bed kind of set up and really rough. Um, stuff's just kind of all over the place. He cares uh, about appearances, but yeah. deep down he's a slob. You you have to kind of um, uh, g- gingerly step through as there are some ball bearings that you have dropped at some point. Like they like you had like a pouch of them and kind of like ripped or something and like scattered. It's not so many to where you're easily gonna eat shit, but at the same time you're like just careful. I just have like a moment of like Wait. my heel stepping on one and sliding like half half a foot <laughs> and the like arms flailing terrified face <laughs> moment and then i catch myself and i'm like oh good all right and keep okay. walking to my bed Carry with, on. don't pick up the ball bearing yeah. <laughs> with that you put all of your stuff down you unequip everything you even take out the ceremonial dagger from its sheath and you sit down and open the letter Katie say the letter says the following dear friend the farm is doing fairly well currently. The crops have recovered from the drought a few months back, and the harvest should be good quality to make that tea that you really like. We know you've been super busy, but please feel free to stop by and help around at the farm when you get a chance. The flowers are in full bloom again. I haven't been back to the farm in forever. How long has it been, DM? <laughs> <laughs> Fourth wall break. <laughs> At this point, you haven't been since last season. It's been like three-ish months. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Also a fourth one. What season are we in? What or what month of the year is it? It's hitting. um, I'll say May. May. I fall over on my bed and fall asleep okay with the note still in one hand and like with the legs off the edge of the bed like i did not get in the bed at all i just died (laughs) cute um okay and then we'll go to with that you fall asleep and we'll move over to tara tara you 
make your way to the Twin Feathers Tavern. It's been a f- it's been a few days since you've been at the Twin Feathers Tavern. However, uh, your your memory of kind of how to traverse is actually pretty good. So you're able to make your way over. Um, as you approach, you see that the lights are out. There's like a few dim lights here and there, but like for the most part, it seems like you know the actual tavern restaurant part of it is closed. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you like to do? Is there anyone at the door? Uh, would you like to approach? Yes. You approach, and as you lift a hand, do you knock on the door? What do you do with the door? So there's no one at the door? You don't see anyone at the door? Yeah, I'm going to knock. You knock on the door, and after the first, um, it swings open, mm-hmm. and uh, you feel a like invisible presence. Um, and you, as a matter of fact, notice it, the door swings open, not like you hit it open, but like it opens because a creature is opening it for you. Okay. And you see that the, the, the slow of the tavern is, uh, there's no one here. I'm just going to waltz in, walk up the stairs, and look for an empty room. I can pay later. <laughs> okay. I will, in fact, I will even put, uh, how much did I pay for the hammer? Two gold? Yeah. I will put two gold on the bar. <laughs> you do that. You just kind of walk in. You, you do bump past several invisible creatures as you do this. You see that the place in, is in a state of, like, being cleaned, essentially, by all these, like, invisible creatures. Um, however, as you bump past and just put two gold, you briefly hear the door swing open. And, like, out of the corner of your eye, you can see um, Usei the uh the um tammy's mom mm. however she just kind of peeks her head out notices you and then just slowly retreats back in as, as you she sees you put the two gold down and then retreats back in um you make your way upstairs and you see as you're kind of walking down this line of like rooms um one of them swings open i'll take it i'll walk in you walk inside you bump past another invisible creature um and you see that there's a a key on a a table it's a very very simple little room um there's kind of a you know just like a bed there's like an open window as well um it's a small bathroom kind of it's more so just like a sink plus like a toilet as opposed to like having a shower or anything like that so it's not amazing however it is very clean in here um and there's like the faintest uh, aroma of like floral scents it reminds me of the bathhouse a little bit that seems really annoying to deal with like a bunch of unseen servants because yeah. that's what they are right yeah, yeah. well this is this is showing up after hours when oh, it's supposed right. to be closed because okay. you guys remember unseen servants are there all the time anyways mm-hmm. but this is her going in after hours when like the custodial staff is trying to clean up uh, so how do people like the guests constantly tripping over the no. unseen servants well if the unseen servants are always around you know like waiting tables and stuff how do people not run into them then because during the daytime, they're carrying plates. Can the unseen servants see other unseen servants? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, also... they're all unseen to each yeah. other. God. I'm walking down the hallway now. <laughs> it's also worth remembering that they are all controlled as... Uh, yeah. Davina would know this. Uh, Kugaf controls all of them. Yeah. Mm. Right. But yeah. And Usain and Kugaf have wings, right? Correct. Okay. Um, but yeah, you make your way into the bed. Um, it's, you know, really plush, actually, really nice. Um, do, would you like to crack the window or anything like that, or are you going to keep it closed? I'm just going to pass the fuck out. Okay. You pass the fuck out, and with that, all three of our players' characters are asleep. You guys do, in fact, get your long rests. Woohoo! Yay! Spells return. Damage that was taken from being bitten by a puppy is removed. I was going to say, now I actually have something to gain from a rest. <laughs> Tucker is at full strength, ready to rock. 
All right, so you guys all get a full night's rest. And in the morning, each of you guys wakes up in your own room in different states of uh different states of a lot of things as a matter of fact. Um but actually, let's uh let's roll to see who we uh who we jump over to first, why don't we? Diez. 12. I got a 4. All right, so Tara you wake up in the morning. Um, you can you you kind of wake up to the sounds of some some movement downstairs, like some just the standard kind of morning tavern noises. You hear people greeting each other. It's all very muffled. Like you hear a lot of those kinds of noises. You hear glasses clinking, dishes being set out. Um, your window is closed. You didn't open it last night. You feel a little bit odd, to be honest, waking up alone it's really nice to not have someone else's elbow in your ribs and not have a turtle smelling next to you but at the same time it feels a little bit strange um it's a little oddly quiet though the ambient noise coming from downstairs does help you a little bit what is the first thing that you decide to do Ooh. I've never woken up by myself before. This is such a wonderful and relaxing experience. Um, I'm going to drink. Let's go <laughs> she said, wake in shots. Let's um, go. I Am I bathed? Am I clothed? Can I simply emerge from my hotel room? Uh, you're not in a hotel room. As a reminder, oh. you're upstairs in a room in the Twin Feathers Tavern. You checked in a few hours ago. Um, or rather last night you, you've gotten your full rest already um, but I mean if you go downstairs you can probably grab some grub and see how many room or how many nights you actually bought because you did just smack down two gold without asking uh, how much the rate was per day I probably owe someone some money yeah I'm gonna get dressed and go downstairs to see what my bill is cool you start getting dressed um, I will say, yeah, you have, like, one change of clothes that you probably swiped from Davina at some point, or you just have, like, some, some, a different pair of clothes to change into. You didn't bathe last night, you didn't really do anything in that regard, but, I mean, for you, it's not that peculiar. As a matter of fact, you are still a little bit glossy from, uh, from what you've been doing. Um, but as you kind of start doing your morning stuff, you notice a small envelope on the ground next to your door presumably having been slipped in last night. Mm. Mm. I wonder what this is. Can I read? (laughs) 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 Rough? (laughs) With everything you've said about the depths so far... I'm not even shocked that this is uh, like coming up. <laughs> uh, you can read Dwarven. Um, your reading of Common is not as good, is what I'll say. Do you pick up the envelope? <laughs> I'm so concerned. Can I read numbers? Are we all in the same number system? Yes, you can read numbers. Okay, this is good. <laughs> it's not up to you. I love Kylie. how the math major's first concern was, oh fuck, can I still do math? <laughs> what? What if they would tell me how much I owe on the roof? And I'm like, how many coins is that? Are you kidding me? Oh, God. Sorry. No, it's fine. You you still don't really have the best, like, understanding of how much a room for a night would cost in this world. So, yeah, no, that that's a fair concern. 
But yeah, Tara, you see this envelope. Uh, you have a slight sense of dread at how much money you might owe. Uh, two gold is, you know, a lot in the depths, but fuck, inflation, uh, different econom- economic standards. What, 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 how much could it be for up here, right? Uh, what is, okay, I'm going to open it and attempt to read it. Okay, so you grab the letter, the envelope, um, and you see that it is sealed with a crimson wax seal that has the impression of a ferret juggling fire. As you open the envelope, inside is a letter written with an eloquent script that we need to see if Tara is able to read. But first, we will jump over to Tucker. I believe Eric wrote the next highest, yeah? Yep. So we jump over to Tucker. Tucker, you, as a reminder, spent the night at the Madeline Barrel. Um, You wake up a little bit sore and stiff, but definitely feeling much better than you have for the past few days. As a reminder, I believe you described yourself falling asleep, not like putting the blankets over yourself or really like getting comfy into bed. You said that you just passed out legs off the bed at an angle with just just full sprawl. Um, so you, you wake up because you're a little bit cold, but also the loud sounds of the morning rush at the Madeline Barrel kind of wake you up. A lot of kind of just calls for food and stuff. The Madeline Barrel is fairly popular as a breakfast spot just because of all the potato-based foods that they make. Um, who would have thought hash browns in the morning? Very, very popular. Um, but yeah, you wake up in your very, very messy room. What would you like to do first thing? As I recall, last night, I promised to take care of the rats in the morning. You did. First thing I feel when I wake up is this sharp pain in my neck because of the the angle I woke up at. It seems that as I was passed out, I moved myself more onto the bed, but had a weird angle. So now I can't turn it to the right. (laughs) I'm in a lot of pain. Even in the fantasy world where we need chiropractors. For those unaware, that's how Tucker sounds when he's yawning. <laughs> it's gravelly and frightening. Oh my god. That's cursed. He looks around the room and sees how much of a mess it is. You did leave the window open last night. Oh, did I? So is it freezing cold too? I did describe you woke up from the chill. Um, you do see that. Okay, well, first, first I'm going to close the window because I'm cold as fuck. That was not very rogue of you. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Yeah. You're right, Michelle. I'd like to do a perception check. Is, so is anything off in the room besides the window? Okay, yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. And uh, Davina's correct. That wasn't very roguelike of you, Mr. Tucker. Oh! Oh no, no way, ah. nat 20? Nat 1? That was a nat 1 nat noise. Nat 1, nat 1. Okay, so nat 1, first of all, you guys owe me a drink later, because that was definitely a bad nat 1 for you guys. Second of all, um, yeah, nothing seems off, Tucker. As a matter of fact, you don't even see your ball bearings. As in, like, on the floor? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, the first thing Tucker does is he stands up to close the window. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a deck saving throw, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. no that's a nine no uh but you have good decks dexterity is a uh, saving throw is gonna be four so that's 13 
The DC was 12. Um, so you pass. You, as you take one big trunk-like lumbering step off the bed, kind of rubbing your neck a little bit like, ah, you put one heavy foot on three ball bearings that were perfectly next to each other in a line, making it so that it covers like the bottom of your he- uh, your heel perfectly. And that foot gives and you almost slide into a split before catching yourself on the nightstand. Oh. Mm. Wait. It does wake you up a lot. Way to invigorate yourself in the morning. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right, now I'd like to pick myself up, compose myself. Do I see other ball bearings on the floor? I think this is fair for me to look again. Your eyes were kind of bleary at first, I would say. That's why you did so bad in perception. Um, After you almost slide into a split, you do now notice the other ball bearings um, and you can can move unimpeded. Okay, I will close the window, proceed to spend a minute gathering my ball bearings off the floor, putting them into a bag. He finally cleans them! (laughs) Oh god, he finally cleans his room! Look, the threat of splits is something no man wants when he's not (laughs) expecting it. That is fair. As a man that can do splits, I, at the same time, would not like to be threatened with them unintentionally. So, with all that done, I will open the letter. What does the letter say? Okay. You grab the envelope, just like... If I can read. Oh, you can read, you can read. Um, you grab the envelope, just like our depths dweller. Um, you see that it is an envelope that is sealed with a crimson wax seal with the impression of a ferret juggling fire. Inside the envelope is a letter written in eloquent script. And you grab it and sit on your bed as you begin to read. And we pan over good camera work to Goods Goodies, where Davina, you're sound asleep in the living room, um, or the the main room, rather, of Goods Goodies, uh, and you are sound asleep, curled next to where Cody was earlier, but you're not curled next to him anymore. You feel a strange coldness, but at the same time, you're still asleep, and you feel just... Mm, I perceive the emptiness, yes. A gentle prod on your shoulder. (sighs) You feel a slightly more solid prod. Mom, is that you? Uh, um, no, no, it's dad. Uh, did you sleep well, sweetie? Yeah, did you sleep well? Well, um, I, I slept okay. Um, so... Good! You open your eyes and you see that your dad is standing there. His hair is a little bit more disheveled than normal. He looks a little bit grumpy. Um, and he kind of clears his throat... <clears> throat> Cody, that—that's the name you gave him, right? Co- Cody, the the. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he misbehaved a little bit last night. Um, and and you you see he looks over and glances, and you see in the corner, um, someone has taken the care to take a rope and almost straight jacket your puppy. He still looks happy. He's still panting with like his tongue out and like a smile. You see, like he's like. <laughs> And then briefly just, uh, like, continues to, like, pant. Uh, but he is, like, basically hogtied with rope. Mm-hmm. And he looks slightly disturbed. And your father continues, I think 
he uh I think he may need to go poo poo outside. Oh, he has to go take a poop? Okay. Why is well, he tied up though? And who he, tied these knots? He tried your mother did. Uh she's very good with knots. Um your uh Cody tried to get into the and he turns over and you follow his gaze and you see that the um the pigs in the blanket are no more ah. and as you look at cody you notice that he doesn't necessarily look like he needs to take a shit he looks constipated mm. as his poor stomach his poor little puppy stomach is handling foods that they have never handled before i see maybe maybe it'd be a good idea if you took him on a a, a, a walk or something your mother is still turns to the other room a little bit upset uh so maybe maybe it'd be good if you if you uh took cody oh um, yeah to, yeah to, i'll, I'll to, go uh, take to maybe and maybe kugaf can, yeah. can uh help help do magic of some kind on him to potty train him um i don't think he needs to go poo poo dad i think he needs to eat some grass okay um well Either way, uh, could you? We need to actually open soon, sweetie. Uh, it's it's oh. pretty late already. Can you take him and maybe just take him to to the twin uh, to to Kugaf's tavern or something? Um, I think your friend last night also uh, stayed there, so maybe you want to go check on her and make make sure she didn't do anything weird in Kugaf's tavern or something like that. Um, you know, just check up on her. Yeah, okay. I mean, she doesn't really do that weird stuff. I mean, like, she's not gonna set, like, the house on fire. Yeah, she's kind of offended. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are not here, Tara. Um, but yeah, she, he, he, you notice that the, the hogtied pup does have, like, a rope at the end of the hogtie. Um, he kind of goes over and just starts to slowly unravel Cody until he can kind of move around and as soon as Cody's free he starts to kind of just squat and like try to rub his like groin against the you can tell he needs to go outside ah uh, he's doing the poop scoot yes and he uh. hands you the end of the rope and uh, kind of seems to go like oh um also somebody dropped off uh, a, an envelope for you this morning an envelope a letter for me yeah is it a um, new friend <gasps> give me the letter give me i want to see uh, okay okay uh you see he kind of uh pats his his uh, his clothes real quick and then uh has an aha moment turns around to the counter where he had put it earlier grabs it and hands it to you um you see just like our other players that it is a letter or it is an envelope sealed with a crimson wax seal with the impression of a ferret juggling fire with this uh he kind of he doesn't exactly like push you out, but he kind of just like kind of one arm around, kind of opens the door, uh, very careful to stay out of the the mouth distance of Cody. He gives you five silver. Um, uh, here, um, go get food at uh, at Kugaf's place. Oh, okay. Come on, Cody. We can go eat some grass. If you have any leftover, make sure you treat your friend too. Okay, be be a good be a good friend. Okay. okay? Um, should I use this money to buy some more pigs and blankets for the shop? Uh, I think I'll just put some into the, the oven real quick. I'll, I'll just make those. I'll, I'll probably stop next door and grab some. It, it, it's, don't worry about it. Please just. Okay, okay, I'm going. Okay, Sweetie, bye, Dad. Wait, wait. You've gotten a I, lot I stronger. I slammed the door. Oh. oh. <laughs> you slammed the door and he just, he's cut off. 
as usual, the the good patriarch is just completely cut off. Um, and you start heading on your way to the Twin Feathers Tavern. And as all three of you guys separately are here in this moment, you each individually open your letters. And you see the letter reads the following. <clears throat> Good morning, protege. You have a target later tonight. Phoenix Arantelli of the Arantelli family. Make your way to the Arantelli family manor when the sun starts to set. The Arantelli manor is four blocks east of City Hall, eight blocks south. I have included their wax seal on this envelope, but you should be able to recognize their logo fairly easily. On the eastern wall of the property, next to the stall that sells artisanal roasted garlic, you will find an indentation in the rock. When pushed aside, you will find climbing gear. Climb up directly from that indentation in the rock with the climbing gear, and you will be able to make it to the top of the wall without triggering any alarm spells. Once on top, you will need to climb your way down and make your way around the outhouse to the north of your dropping point, and there you will see the training grounds where Phoenix Arantelli casts his spells at night. Wait until after he has casted his fourth fireball and throw the beads onto him, activating the command word. Once you are sure that he is dead, leave the way you came and make sure you leave no trace of your presence there. And that is where we will end the session for today. Yay! Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, that's it for today. Any questions for me? Comments, concerns, thoughts? I'm not sleeping with that dog. <laughs> I'm really glad you were like, you know, you that would money. be illegal, Kylie. <laughs> I'm really glad you were like, you know, you have enough money to like not sleep there. And I was like, really? So I'm very glad to not be sleeping with the dog. Did you already mark off the two gold, by the way? I did. Okay, cool. I'm very happy to be home and to have 69 gold. God damn it. Oh, 69. Oh, what an aristocrat over here. Um, Indeed. (laughs) But yeah, um, this was a pretty chill session, of course. Uh, We are about to go to a Korean day spa and relax together for the final time before I literally just leave for Korea. It's kind of funny for us to go to a Korean day spa when I'm about to go to Korea, but... (laughs) Um, anyways, uh, if we don't have any, does anybody else have any questions or anything like that? Just happy with all my new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just getting to see shit at nighttime was a revelation for Tucker. Yeah, and it's crazy that you fucking rolled in that. Can we talk for a sec about how crazy Eric's rolls were actually? Because you rolled like four nat 20s. Dude, that's, that's just the way it is. Jesus Christ. Forced. Wait, yeah, and you were the one. There were, of- there were a good number of mid rolls during the animal handling phase. Yeah, but it's better to roll like a few low rolls and then just nat 20s across the board because that is insane. You know what fucking number you had to be? You had to be to 32 to see him in his stealth. Wow. So nat 20 was the only way. Yes. If you had like rolled really well, I probably would have been like, oh, you feel like there might be a presence, but I wouldn't have like just told you outright. That bitch Damn. was like four stories up looking down at you and you just turned and like, hello. You could feel the eyes. Oh, so Ivan was like, mm, this kid got some shit going on. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, I think that is a good place to call it. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us at the After Hours Adventures podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed our podcast episode today and that you still have a little bit of drink at the end of your mug, glass, cup thingy for one last cheers. And clink. 
I don't have anyone to cheers me. Wait, no. Oh, wait, hold up, hold up. I picked up the wrong can. Cheers <laughs> me. Wait, wait. Oh, that's good. I like that one. Cheers me, bitch. Okay, fine. It makes, that like, sounded no lame. Why did you do that? Uh, Why did you make me? Thank uh. you, guys, and good night. Bye. Um, wait, we need to do that, that good night again. Only two of us did it. Good night. Bye. Woo. Woo. There it is. Woo. I, I've been...